The DWA podcast is recorded live to SD card at the old Wrigley building in Santa Cruz, California. Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh my god. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All oh, this smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I threw it up. <laughs> Offtherecord.com. Fight those tickets. If you don't win, you don't pay. All you have to do is download the app, snap a photo of your ticket, answer a few questions, get matched to an experienced lawyer, and you won't pay for the ticket. Enter code AWESOME to get a nice discount. Welcome to Driving Well Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Lane. And I'm Brian. We are without art. He is indisposed. Is that what you say? Indisposed. I don't know. I've never used that word. He's disposable. He's indisposed. (laughs) He's disposable. He he cannot. He cannot be disposed. Yeah. It's impossible. He's in it somehow. Uh, How are you guys doing? What's up? Why are you in a rental car? Uh, Isn't isn't that a story? Sunday. Isn't that a story? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll wait. We'll wait. Brian is recording from a car, and it's not one of his cars. Can you tell us what kind of car it is, at least? Let's guess. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to have to guess, too. All I I see is the badge that's on the wheel, and I don't even know. I'll be honest with you. Chevy Chevy Malibu. I'm going to say Hyundai Hyundai Elantra. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. No, it is a... There's not much to go off of. It is a Nissan TBD. (laughs) <laughs> Altima probably no it's Altima. I think it's an SUV yeah. dude I think it's actually a little SUV it's uh, called all wheel drive how do you not know if it's an SUV he, he thinks that's an SUV is it rogue <laughs> were dude, you drunk no yeah, dude we're, I think it's an SUV we're, no we're in a funny period with cars now this is a tiny little all wheel drive <laughs> SUV I swear it's like a subcompact but it kicks I think it would classify oh, as an SUV Okay, I'm going to get out of the kicks? car it's and I'm going to look at UV. Okay, I'm going to Here we go. Here we go. Kicks. I've got the yeah, I've got the thing kicks, here. Dude. A Rogue, it's a Rogue Sport. Oh, it's it's a CUV, but it's a Rogue. Yeah. But that's a small Rogue then, right? You're saying it's really small cuz a Rogue's not that tiny. I mean, it's like a Murano? I, I think subcompact. No, some compact is too small. Com- this is a compact, yeah. and it's like the ride height is almost like a regular car. But I, yeah. what, we, what is they, this? What is a Rogue Sport? Is a it an SUV? It's a cross between a. Yeah, it's literally it's a crossover. called a crossover SUV. Yeah, yeah. For years. And you, you there's a big difference between a car and a CUV. So it's like a Mazda CX-5. No, I'll tell you. Dude, it's not a big difference between a car and a CUV. Not a big difference. There, there's very little to differentiate. I mean, it's like the only thing you could argue is make a little bit of ride height. And that's like, that's it. But for all other purposes, what I'm sitting inside is the interior of a compact car, basically. It's got a hatchback. Yeah, well, we'll get more, uh, we'll and, get more insight I mean, as to why Brian's I'm in, in Modesto, in too. You Mod- know those come Modesto. in three rows, too, right? No way. Oh, wow. You're in the, your Motown. Yeah. 
Why is Brian has a gnarly delay? Yeah, he sure does. That's we're, gonna to, we're gonna have to paddle paddle through it. Well, I can, yeah. I might want to just um, turn my video off. To be honest, I don't know. It's the video part that's gonna be a problem. The audio should be fine. No, no, it's it's working. It's working. Okay. Um. All right. Thursday edition questions. Are you ready? I think you're ready. I'm ready. I mean, Brian's in a CUV for He's Christ's sake. Yeah. <laughs> He's going rogue. All right. Uh, oh, Fuchs 911. What key search terms in Craigslist bring the most interesting results? I'm going to go with uh, mint, gambler, and lemons. Uh, yeah. And that's a great. good drink, too, if you've never had it. It's a mint gambler. Mint gambler lemon. <laughs> mint yeah. lemon gambler. That's pretty <laughs> good, dude. Uh, straight up. I, those are great suggestions. Um, not, not all together. Not all together, but yeah, mint. Gambler lemons. Um, I'll submit this. It's not answering the question directly, but uh, something I just learned about Craigslist. Um, you can search for title and do check boxes. And one of those check boxes is parts only. I never knew this. But you can oh, look yeah. for cars that their, their title uh, status is parts only. And then you'll just get, yeah, parts cars, which is kind of, kind of interesting. Huh. Yeah, that makes sense. Lane, are you doing any Craigslist searching these days? No, I never do. Okay, mm-hmm. moving on. <laughs> um, I think Brian had one from the uh, Sweet, the archives here, which was Sweet. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Sweet. I haven't, I haven't, which, I haven't searched yeah, the it type of people. recently. Yeah. You, you can search Cherry. It'll bring up some, like, if you're looking <laughs> for, like, good. a, you know, 50, 60s car or something. Yeah, well, that's why my mint was. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it does pretty well, actually. I do mint pre two thousand, and uh, it's kind of fun. It's a good one. Like original owner in in quotes is uh, interesting. Yeah, I have original owner as well. That's not quite as like exciting, but uh, yeah, just depends on the the type of car. Um, Rod Knock Racing says. One of our buyback TDIs has been to the dealer four times in the last six months, most recently getting a whole new ECU, thankfully covered by the CPO bumper-to-bumper warranty. But that warranty runs out in the spring, and current trade-in value is almost exactly what we bought it for a couple years ago. Looking for a reliable family car that fits a rearward-facing child seat. Something somewhat fun would be great. Ideally, manual transmission under $15,000, so we don't have to make payments. Really trying to avoid Subaru, Volkswagen, and BMW. We still have a TDI wagon, so a sedan or hatch would be fine. SUV or CUV, sorry, Brian, need not apply. Dude, that was the hardest. That's like (laughs) the hardest puzzle ever because he needs a rear-facing seat, and he doesn't want a CUV or SUV, and that, like, yeah. Well, I mean, how about a station wagon? How about a sports sedan? But they don't—they uh, don't fit a rearward-facing seat if you have anyone sitting in the passenger. Well, not not real well, but you can do it. I mean, like my wagon, for example, is is an option—an E-class wagon if you're into that, or an E-class sedan would work. Um, Audi of any nature—that's not on the—he uh, doesn't want to buy list, but maybe he wants to get away from the Volkswagen Group. Um, and so yeah, he, just, he wiped out looking at he wiped out BMW entirely. 
Yeah, Subaru, and, BMW, and Volkswagen. So, so you're kind of looking at E class and above too, if you want to fit it. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you see, you need an A6 or and in this, I would think he wouldn't want the Audi because he's he's knocking that off. So, but you know, you want you can't fit that in the C class. That doesn't yeah. work. Yeah, look at an E E class sedan or wagon, um, like an E three fifty Sport. Oh yeah, definitely under fifteen grand. Um, but he's but you're looking gonna, at you're talking about an old car. Yeah, I mean he doesn't he does fifteen grand. You know, I know, but he's coming out of a like two thousand fourteen or whatever. pretty nice car, right? Yeah, yeah. but it's he wants hard. something with a manual transmission too, which the oh, Mercedes so is out. E class is out. Yeah. <laughs> And then that's I was, the, my first thought was like, you know, you could do like an Acura TSX wagon, but that's way too small. Yeah. And you can't even do like an IS Lexus. Those are too small. Way too small. Back seats but are it, tiny. But you can get a manual, um, but that's out. Um, Acura? Uh, but manual. Not a manual and like the no. mids, a midsize car? Nope. You're going to be all compact, and then even then, it's difficult. I, I think he's got too many. Uh, he's got too knock. many. Yeah, too many things here going on. Too many filters, and you're going to get zero <laughs> results, right? I think. Okay, so let's get rid of the manual. He says ideally manual, but you know, here we are, not really thinking of anything. Maybe the listeners are like yelling at their their uh, speakers no. here. Well, well and Chevy Impala. Well, and why are you even? I mean, it, you could you could start asking like. Are you trying to do too much with this one car? Like whatever car you're going to have. Well, I don't know. I mean, part, it's something for me, a, a $15,000 car that does these things is a E46 BMW with good suspension. <laughs> and I mean, I'm partial to that, yeah. but you could buy a wagon if you want to, but yeah. you probably don't need one. You can fit a seat backwards. I've done it. Uh, barely though. It's not great. Your passenger seat has to go pretty far forward. I mean, yeah, it's the thing. Your passenger is uncomfortable at that point. So yeah, like, but I mean, uh, I, yeah. I, but if you want to have fun, like anything bigger than that, and you're not really, you're not really having fun with a manual, anyways, really. Uh, or in what about general with the car. I'm scared of the, the newer the best Volvo manual for 15k. I know, I am too. Uh, that's an option. Um, I still think if you can ditch the manual, go check out an E-Class uh, sport sedan. Wagons are a little more rare. Avoid a, avoid Formatic and uh, see what you think. A lot of bang for the buck. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Need more, maybe some more information there and why it's, he wants to avoid Subaru, Volkswagen, and BMW. It's, it's very difficult, dude. That's a difficult one, yeah. Uh, Big Fat Flip says... Last night after work, I was met with a pile of wet kids' clothes and a very unhappy wife, thanks to a broken dryer. Mm. Grabbed a beer, fired up the podcast, and tore into it. Got it down to a bad heating element. Ah, I know that one. Felt good. What is your most memorable non-car-related wrenching conquest? Non-car-related. Warren had a dryer go out recently. Talked about the podcast. Washer, a microwave, and a, a bathroom... Uh, faucet uh, I've yeah, Warren, with. So yeah, those Warren might be my f- go-to for getting uh handyman advice actually. Uh, after all these projects <laughs> yeah. that I've heard about, I mean, I, I was pretty, I didn't say much about it, but I was pretty impressed with the microwave fuse thing. I wouldn't mess with it. Oh uh, yeah. 
Um, I know. Well, in hindsight, I probably shouldn't have, but it's it's working so far so good. Yeah, I'm having trouble thinking of anything that I've done of value <laughs> when it comes to this stuff. <laughs> like, I don't know if I have any wins here. I, I had a I had a win recently. I mean, it's not my biggest. I, I can't I can't think of anything great. But the only one I could think of is I had a uh, I had the faucet in our bathroom just broke off, and oh. it was like spraying water everywhere. Um, so I had to, um, so I had to turn the water off and then basically replace the, the, the part coming out of the wall essentially. And, um, it was kind of a pain in the ass cause it was like having to take it all apart without like breaking tiles and going in there and stuff, uh, and finding stuff that worked. And, um, I was able to get it done and I felt pretty accomplished because, <laughs> Yeah. I was able to do it without any impact and, you know, within a couple of hours, basically. So That's always good. When you turn the water off and you're like, well, hope I can turn this back on sometime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Yep. Um, yeah, we kind of talk, talked about that last time. I've done dryer stuff. Um, they're pretty simple machines. I mean, all that stuff there. And they're all basically the same, especially the more simplistic ones. Even different brands, they all use the same little parts. And Yeah basic architecture and uh yeah it's it's kind of funny when you peel back the the veil they're all like sort of just rebranded the same basic thing so i i don't know i i had one that crapped out and i uh took my multimeter over to it and i was testing all the different bits and i replaced one and that didn't fix it and it was basically like i was I, i i ended up stumbling upon a new dryer basically a hand-me-down uh before i got the chance to resolve it so i just gave it away yeah. <laughs> but it was yeah, uh it was a little too, trickier sure. than trickier than i was expecting uh hushy pushy says which of you will be the next to buy a brand new car or will none of you ever buy a brand new car again oh, that's a crazy thought that's a good question i've never bought one my wife has, but uh, I've never bought a new car. That's crazy. I don't really think I ever will unless uh, either A, like I need to drive great distances often or financially something comes up and I can kind of splurge or something. But yeah, I'm pretty, pretty big on a good used car. I don't have a problem with that. So, and I've been lucky so far. How about you guys? I know you guys, I mean, Lane, you've bought personally a few. Yeah, I've bought like five or something. Um, yeah. Or I've leased two and bought three. That or counts. Something. I'll give but, you a lease for sure. But, uh, I mean, that, but those were, so the wife's cars were leased and that's uh, like out of convenience and, uh, basically worry free miles, essentially. Um, not having to deal with something and, I feel like that's a pretty pretty cheap. I don't know. It's pretty inexpensive, really. You know what we were buying? It was kind of like we're buying good, modern, reliable, safe cars, but we're not buying like the fully loaded ones. So we we were getting like you know both those cars were twenty seven grand essentially, which is not much, and like three hundred a month payment. Um, yeah. But and then my car, it was a product of just having to commute so much and not wanting to have a car down, you know, and wanting to keep it on the road and just 
be reliable and modern and have all the newest tech when you're in it for four hours a day. So, yeah, totally. um, but yeah, so I don't know if I see, I, I could see like leasing another new car for my wife at some point, but I don't see it unless my situation changed and I was back to that commute. I, I, if I was back to the commute, I would, that commute, I would definitely want a new car, but, um, short of that, I'm, I'm cool without having a new car. Yeah. Yeah, I think the wife thing is is a good point because I could see if Sarah goes back to commuting a lot, then I could see that happening. But it just have to be the right thing. Yeah, you just you run into those things with used cars, even if it's the most reliable car in the world. You you know you run into a battery or you know, and and then there's like I don't know all these things, even tires, right? Like on a lease car, you never have to fuck with tires. It's pretty nice, dude. Like you, you just kind of like don't really mess with anything, dude. You you do yeah. like an oil change. You do like one oil change essentially yeah. nowadays. And, uh, that's basically it, dude. So you're, you're never bringing a, you're never like, Oh, what's that issue? I'm going to, we're going to have to check it out. You know, I'm going to have to pick my wife up from the dealer and, and get a rental and all there's none of that. It's just, it's so nice, you know, Ryan. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I think Lane did a pretty good job describing it. Uh, the scenarios where you need them and yeah, we're, I think it's on the table for us to at least, I mean, we're right in that zone right now where we could for, uh, Christina, but, um, I don't think we're going to go that direction right now. Her commute's not that long if she even has one. Right. And, um, uh, I think, uh, we're, we're ready. We bought hers was new. Um, but I think we're ready to switch it up and go used instead. Um, so, and, and then I, for me, I, I'm, you know, my commute is totally questionable whether or not that's going to be in the future and, uh, or near future. So no need for a new car at all. And new cars are crazy. I mean, we're even looking at, you know, we're looking at vans for Christina and it's like really, really easy to get to $50,000 <laughs> like for any of these new vans that you're looking at. Which is yeah. a lot I think you of just have money. To, you have to hold yourself back. Yeah. You have to what? It's, it's hard. Dot, dot, I think you just have to hold yourself back because you can get into a van yeah. for like 32 or something, right? But then you're like, you start like, you're like, oh, well, I want this trim level. And then, yeah. da, 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 you know, like, because like when we bought the CX-5 and the Subaru for my wife, like, yeah, they you can get them both up to f- like right around forty k, dude. It's like thirty eight grand or whatever. Yeah. Um, but you know, we were like super conservative with them, and we got like the one step above base, which like gave you, you know, a moon, a a big moonroof and whatever. But it, you know, it ended up where they were like twenty seven grand, twenty six something, and yeah. that seems like. I don't know. It seems like worth it, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, like in the t- if you can get if you get like in the twenties, that, that's good. That like that's pretty good compared to a used car, brand new for in th- in the twenties somewhere. Yeah. Like that's that's pretty easy to justify. And or if, one of those crazy deals, like the hundred bucks a month for a Civic or whatever. You know those crazy deals you see. I mean, wasn't your brother's Jetta Lane like? Yeah, fifty or two hundred bucks a month, or something, something like that. Because he pay, he ended up paying like fifteen, fifteen something out the door, sixteen yeah. grand out the door. So, yeah, Brand I mean that's car. like that's one of those things where you're kind of like, 
you know, he's going from an E39 BMW that like needs maintenance and, you know, he's like, oh, now the, the, whatever the center support bearing, the Guibo is going bad and this and that. And it's like, mm-hmm. all right, dude, I can just get into this thing and be like, you know, basically trouble free and yeah. not worry about it. Yeah. Not worry about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely advantages, you know, where you, yeah. like the more, especially when, when you start having kids and, uh, families and all this other stuff, a house and all this stuff. And you, you have all these other things to kind of like take care of and to not have that, like to not yeah. have that phone call from your wife, like, Oh, the battery died and I'm in, I'm in a target parking lot kind of thing is like pretty nice not to have that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Dont 320 says on DWA on DWA's wrong wheel drive rally, what front wheel drive car do each of you choose with no repeat across the four of you? Same model, different mark doesn't count. Okay. So you got to replace your car with a front wheel drive version. Mm-hmm. And we can't uh, pick the same thing. Mm-hmm. So does budget come into play here? Like it's within your budget? Yeah, um, this is, can we pick like, I guess there's nothing. What's the most expensive front wheel drive thing? Even vintage. Well, I mean, like, like a new that. Veloster or something is 30 grand or 26 grand or whatever. So I think we can go into that. Sure. Dude, okay. I think, I think um, I get to claim, uh, and there's an advantage to going quickly here, but, uh, I think realistic for me to claim Mark six, uh, Mark five or six GTI. I was definitely very close to getting one of those instead of my uh, E46. He he just claimed golf because he almost bought one. Yeah. Well, we're replacing our car. Well, we're replacing our car, right, well, with a rally car. And I, I was just like, you would have. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I just I it, it makes it makes sense that it's it. a fair comparison for that. I don't know. I just have it, yeah. but I and so I don't know if that eliminates all generations. Or what? It does. I'm pretty sure it does. Yeah, because yeah. we can't go. Okay, then I'll get a Mark One. He'll get a, and Warren will get a Mark Two. Um, right. I mean, I'm having trouble even thinking about what I would want to get. I mean, well, a Mini Cooper would be dope. A classic Mini. Uh, yeah, that's what I was be, thinking. That'd be super fun as a little rally car. Ford um, Fiesta, early early one. Mm-hmm. Be super rad. And you can go Puja two hundred five. You can I'm going to go with a uh, Fiat Ritmo. Oh, cool. What? Those are cool looking. I don't even know. I've super heard that rad. name I don't know. thrown around, but I do not know super, what that looks like. Super, super rad looking, but are they good? I don't like, know much about them. I'm sure they're junky little Italian econo boxes yeah. like a Lancia Delta Integrale. But I bet they're like know. 10 times worse. <laughs> I know. Well, <laughs> let's not go too far. The Lancia well, is pretty bad. But 205 GTI is probably like better in all categories, right? Oh, my God. And that thing's so bad. Yeah, but... God, I wish Shit. I would have driven well, that one because yeah, you guys just hate it. Uh, why didn't I thought you would go with like an Integra or something? Oh uh, yeah, that's probably like true. A, actually, you're saving. I was that just trying to think like way outside the box, like type something R? that we wouldn't even see. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, if like money's no object, Type R, that's pretty easy. Um, E.G. Hatch, like a Mugen mm-hmm. or Spoon. Um, okay, Lane, but even just oh. like a nice GSR would be sick. I, yes, uh, Brian. I, so I could just because we kind of have to work together here to make sure everybody's in the right thing. Uh, I no, could, I, I have one. I have one chosen. It's not I a golf. Okay. Okay. Go then. Yeah. Um, my choice. 
it's so outside the box for me. Uh, I'm going first gen Ford Focus. Um, all right, SVT, SVT, SVT with like dial, just full Euro dialed suspension and. Well, you, you uh, got to get the European the package and, that's the nicer interior and not yeah, the really yeah. terrible two-tone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. European. Yep. E- I, I just EAP. watched something. I just yeah. watched something with uh, Chris Harris, and the question to him was, you know, everything goes south. You have you have to sell all your cars, and you have two grand European, you know, 2,000 euros. To, <laughs> that's funny. To, uh, or 2,000 a- pounds, actually, because he's in Britain. So 2,000 pounds to buy a car, and he said, focus, uh, first-gen focus. Huh. And he said, and di- you just totally dial it in. And he's like, yeah, they drive better than all the newer ones and, you know, whatever. Huh. Interesting. So. Okay, then. I did drive Dave Rendon's, and it was not a total hunk of shit. I could see where it would be. It's very, uh, it felt very Honda-like, which is a compliment. They Yeah, they nice. put a lot of development into that. It's a pretty cool yeah. little rig. Um, and they do look kind of cool with those five spokes and everything. And more and more for me, I'm feeling like... Uh, 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 what Chris Harris says is gospel almost. I I I kind of mm. have a lot of faith <laughs> in his opinion at this point. I feel like he, I don't know. He, he yeah, he seems to like key in on the right up. stuff and pretty reliably. He yeah. definitely like lives. He definitely like lives what he preaches too, right? Like he yeah. owns all these. Car- he drives right. them. They're all driver grade cars, and he like, yeah, yeah. Shit you know, it's like it's kind of cool. I could even see a nice prelude coming back to this question. Oh yeah, there you yeah. go. And you had one in the past. I did, but mine was just, it was uh, eighty five, and man, that thing uh, was carbureted, not super fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can see something like that. All right, T sys three fifty. What's up, Brad? He says, "Vintage wheels. How much do you trust them? We all love period correct mods, and one of the biggest is wheels." Would you do a track day on them? A DWA style rally? I've heard conflicting ideas. I have a set of Libras from the mid seventies on my Colt Lancer. They hold air and are true, but what do you consider too extreme for something that old? Future use case is a DWA rally, of course. So this is a good question. Actually, uh, our buddy Drew Vandalay Industries had uh, his eyes on a set of. They look like Gotti's, but I think they're old Speedline, like Ferrari wheels um, that have the same bolt pattern for a Volvo. I thought they were HREs. They were old, though. Yeah, 80s, like like, er, like 82 HRE, like early 80s HREs. Okay. I'm pretty yeah, sure and, uh, if they're the ones he sent me a while ago. Yeah, like very Ferrari looking. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember if they're five spoke or six spoke, but um, they were old. And he's had a problem with breaking wheels, essentially. He cracked one on one of our rallies, yeah. and then... He bent one on the last rally, um, and his, he has a heavy car um, that isn't really used to having like high performance wheels on. I'm sure whatever came on that car were heavy and uh, probably wouldn't hold up to what he's doing to him anyways. But uh, so he passed on him, and I kind of didn't blame him because yeah, you, you're looking for something strong. You want a strong wheel that's hopefully sort of light. But is a vintage wheel going to do it? Um, I think a vintage factory wheel is pretty strong still, you know? Yeah. Even like with age. Yeah. I don't think age, I mean, I don't, I haven't heard I haven't, of much fatigue. Yeah. Like I haven't seen so many failures, wheel, you know, like, like with, yeah, with, with, uh, you know, 
magnesium wheels, you have tons of fatigue and sure. stuff. You don't want to use sure. that. But like people, I mean, dude, guys, guys race on old Porsche Fuchs all, all day long, every day. Um, and, and those wheels are, you know, date stamped from the sixties and whatever. Um, there's, I don't, I don't hear of problems with those. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe those I mean, it's forged. probably inherent, you know, you look at, there's certain designs that are probably inherently weak and you wouldn't, you know, you probably wouldn't want to use those anyways. And then over time they might get worse, but and I, um, I wonder if he's mostly sure talking like about eight, aftermarket. Like Libra, that's not a factory wheel. It's aftermarket. Yeah. And the aftermarket wheels are always a little bit lighter, a little bit lower build quality, a little bit cheaper. So, you know, mm -hmm. multiply that by the age and maybe that's a problem. But, I mean, I think, yeah, people race on Libras. I, I don't know. I, I, It would be news to me that it was a big problem. I, I, I haven't seen... I haven't seen issues. And you could look to the vintage racers. Although, at, ask one or two of those guys. Ask a 510 guy. Although... Uh, and they if you talk you. to Ali, if you talk to like Ali and stuff, he always brings up the point where racing doesn't really matter because you're actually putting like less stress. You know, you don't have like Im hard impacts and stuff like that. Smooth surfaces. Like you would, yeah, you, it's really smooth, smooth surfaces. So it's all yeah. load, but yeah. usually the wheel's not going to fail under load anyways. It's going to be under an impact or something mm -hmm. like that. So, right. um, it's totally different, different, um, different scenarios right there. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it depends on the wheel, the manufacturer. Like OE for sure is is a good way to start, but you know, a reputable wheel maker like and something that's also also well proven like, you know, Alpina or HRE or something like that. I think you're a little more trustworthy, but I don't know much about the Libras. Um I'm not sure. It it does, yeah. you know, I mean, they're uh, Another factor is if you go with the period correct stuff, um, then if you bend one, you're kind of screwed. Like it is nice to have even, even like a modern recreation of an old one, like your campy recreations lane, like that if you bend one, you just go and buy another and you can keep going. Right. Uh, but if you do this with, if you just have an old vintage set and they're not recreated, then you're kind of hosed. Yeah, you have to find that one wheel, um, yeah. which can be hard, right? But or I, I even if you want to have a, for a example, set of five, easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm always, I'm big yeah, on a set of five for the spare. Yeah, and it's like matching sizes and everything. For sure, um, I think it feels like a Libra. I'm guessing this is like a 13 inch wheel for his Colt. Um, I'm guessing that thing's like actually pretty strong. You just, you just don't have a lot. You know, you don't have like. The spokes are pretty fat. It's like you don't have a lot of air there. It just seems like it would be fairly strong. It's like, I mean, it's a cast aluminum wheel, I'm guessing. But, um, and it's, it's all about sidewall, really. I yeah. Mean, and you have tons of sidewall to protect that, that wheel. And yeah. you just have a small wheel that what's really gonna, what's gonna bend, right? Like, right. Um, or, or crack or whatever. Those HREs, like Drew sent, they're kind of like when he sent me that, I'm like, I don't know, vintage three-piece wheels like that it's just kind of like uh, then you deal with like leaks and stuff and um, a, lot of, a lot of places that corrosion can build up that you yeah. can't see and corrosions fatigue and hairline cracks and whatnot i mean and to brian's and, point like impossible to find a like a impossible. single wheel right and so, they weren't cheap either no. so you're gonna pay a kind of a semi-premium to have this cool looking wheel that may not work any better than the wheels you've bent or cracked in the past so yeah. I, uh, yeah, I was hoping he really, he could yeah, find something. Drew just needs some NASCAR wheels 
just do 15 by sevens and, uh, uh, he's hoping the, to get the, get the wheel adapters. I mean, yeah. But I mean, yeah, uh, like kind of who cares about weight? You've got it's a, a battle, giant right? V8, right? And you're, you're always bending wheels. So just get something that you can but bend those back aren't necessarily or replace cheap. Yeah. The, cheap that, that's the thing. Yeah. They're not necessarily that strong though. Like a, like a, a steel wheel, like if you look at like how much they deflect and flex under cornering and stuff, it's like pretty gnarly, you know? Yeah. But so they, they I bend rather mean, than shatter. So you can like bend them back and weird stuff like that. But, and yeah. you can just replace them, right? They're, they're 80 bucks a piece. So it's like, uh, you know, if, if you mess it up, uh, then and I don't even know if he can fit 15s on that car. Actually, he, he might, he might need bigger, uh, yeah, uh, I think I'm he sure needs he bigger. Oh, okay. He uh, he, he, the offset's all wrong. Big brakes or but yeah. he could also just, I'm sure he could find something like a Sparco wheel or something that's decent on tire rack or something. I mean, I mean, I'm sure he's looking at aesthetics first and then, you know, yeah. I don't know what his list looks like on that car. That Venn diagram so. is aesthetics, strength, yeah. uh, weight and price. And it's yeah. like, you're trying to find one in that. Yeah, know, exactly. Spot, uh, avail- availability. It's a pretty difficult thing. For a I'm trying car to set them up with like, those, those Techno Magnesios I have, and I think they're forged, and they look pretty good on the car, but um, he's got bigger fish to fry right now with that Volvo, so we'll see when yeah. it comes back out of hibernation. Um, Niceberg Slim says, if you had to choose one car to represent each decade from the 90s to 2010s, so 90s, 2000s, and 2010s, what would they be? I remember seeing so many E34 BMWs and W140s from movies from 98 to 2002. So one car for the nineties. I'm going to, I'll throw out a couple ideas and you guys can tell me I'm full of shit. Uh, nineties, Acura NSX. Two thousands, GTR. Hmm. I like that one. 2010s. I don't like it. It came out in 28, 20, 2008, dude. GTR did? Yeah. Shit. Wow. It feels like it was out way earlier than that. I mean, that's a long time ago. It hasn't even changed. No, I, I'm not saying it's a car of today, but yeah. it would cause so much buzz, and it was just like this benchmark that everyone used to Came make these so new late, supercars. Dude. Yeah, that's too late. That's too late. That could be the car of the 2010s then. Yeah, that's but probably but, the better but choice. By, by 2011, it was already like old, right? I, I, that's a difficult one. Yeah, it's a shoulder shoulder season for that car then because mm-hmm. it did it changed the game completely. For sure. Every single supercar that was built after that was like, oh, we can do all this shit with mm-hmm. all-wheel drive and automatics and people will buy them. Yep. Yeah, um, I, I like I like so that in it's some like, ways, yeah, tech forward kind of like as a sign of the times. Right. I I'm I'm yeah. claiming uh for the 90s, I'm thinking uh E36 convertible rather than um NSX. I would say I was gonna say E36 M3. Oh, okay. Yeah, those are both good. M3 convertible. Yeah. <laughs> so and that then, came out in '95 M3 at least. I mean, yeah. So the '90s. I mean, NSX was built the entire decade, which is kind of weird, but true. Um, and it didn't change really, and it was sort of a benchmark and sort of a game changer. Um, what about of. something in the opposite end of the spectrum, like? Uh, LS400 or, uh, you know, something like that, that was also a disruptor. I mean, in reality, it would be like the Ford F-150. 
I mean, really, it would always <laughs> like, be the Ford F-150. I know, right? Or the Honda Accord. Toyota yeah. Camry. Yeah, Toyota Camry. I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, I could almost say the 90s could be like a, a gold Honda Accord. I know. Um, <laughs> right? Or a gold Camry. Like, or brown, yeah, like the brown. 2010s. Yeah. twenty. Well, I don't know, 2010s, but I mean, Toyota Prius, it's like, at least in our area. Yeah. Fucking everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or or you, uh, you could say like uh, Subaru Outback or something, right? Right. Um, right. But that's like so um, vanilla. That's and it's so Santa Cruz, Seattle, Portland, kind of, or and and maybe like Vermont or something. You know, I don't know. Right. You don't uh, go to LA and see a ton of Outbacks. No, like, and you definitely <laughs> don't go to Middle America and see Detroit. a ton of Outbacks. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Prius is. <laughs> But the Prius came out in what 2002, the first gen, yeah. and then the second gen came out in 2007 or something, um, 2006, seven. Mm-hmm. So, I don't. Where do you put that? I mean, really, I would. Yeah, the Prius is maybe the 2000s, huh? Yeah, sad but true. But you know what's funny <laughs> about what we're arriving? So, uh, I do you guys get road and track? No. The magazine no. lane. Mm-mm. I've heard of it. Nope. Um, so the, it the the most recent one came out, and it's like the last edition of uh, this format, the monthly format, and they're switching to a new one. But um, uh, what they do is they pick – they have all these superstar cars from the ages, uh, McLaren F1, Shelby Cobra, Integra Type R, etc. cetera. Um, and they're trying to pick the one that's most road and track, represents – road and track basically uh (laughs) so that's legendary cars they pick one yada 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 it's funny that this is almost that same question like through these eras and what (laughs) like what most represents these decades but it's really funny to have just read that article about these superstar cars and then we're coming up with stuff like a brown on brown Honda Accord and a Toyota Prius and whatnot (laughs) it's just a little funny and sad for sure. Yeah, we can't pick a Prius. I'm not. We, we can't let that happen. But uh, uh, my choice would be NSX for '90s, and then. Uh, Are you think it's the most representative of the it's era? Too, it's though. too much of like a uh, a far-reaching. It's such an endeavor, right? Like that. It it just didn't. It's too. It special. wasn't flooded. This it didn't flood the streets, right? And it wasn't in all the movies, right? No, no. I know, but I mean, then you would just be picking the best sellers, like F one fifty or Camry. Like, I mean, not, you it's are not kinda, just you're not, it's not you're just sales most... numbers. It's not just sales numbers. It's the stuff that like evokes that period of time, right? Which is a different thing. Like, I'm going, enough, I'm going to be out there. I'm going NSX. I, hey, I'm not going to tell you that it, your it opinions was wrong. Stylistically, stylistically, it was it was '90s. It it stayed throughout the entire decade. It was a benchmark car. It changed the game. Yeah, sure. I'm going NSX. Well justified. I think it's a fine, fine answer. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but that was only one decade. I, I don't really know how else you guys are playing this, but we can we can circle back. Yeah, let's do that. Or actually, 2010s though. What do you guys think? Is there anything God, that really what? defines that era, or are they that's all what I was so, say, sort of melt They're together. all kind of the same, right? Is it some CUV that we're, or? Or no, because they're all kind of, it's, it's just the CUV is representative, maybe, or, you know, small SUV. Hmm. Like, not so much like yeah. one, but it's like all CUVs are representative of that era. Is it maybe. like the Cayenne? 
Something where like sports cars are getting to this weird place and acceptable to have a truck now. I think it's the demise of the sedan. So like whatever, I think that's why I'm thinking some, like a small SUV. It's like the car that's taking sales away from the Accord. Yeah. There's so many that kind of just fucking schooled together. I know. That's the thing. It's, it's four cars, right? So yeah. It wasn't one that was like, oh, shit, this is the game changer. And, and no. The 2000. It's, it's CRX, it's RAV4, and it's, you yeah. know, and then CX5 and Rogue and all these things. So, yeah. You say CRX? Uh, I said. You did, yeah. So, oh, I meant, uh, what's it called? CX5? No. RX? Uh, Honda. Oh, Pilot? No. Oh, CRV. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. We're getting there. All right, we'll come back to that. That's a good question, though. Uh, thank you, Niceberg. Uh, Nick Coogan says, why hasn't... Hey, he's missing a word. Why hasn't Volkswagen brought back the bus? It would absolutely dominate the market in today's climate of small SUVs. So they they have the ID Buzz, which has been a concept since 1942, basically. Yeah. Um, Apparently, they're supposed they're to send it. they're waiting for this electric platform. It. I mean, it's supposed to go on sale next year. year. Full send. I mean, it's, I think it has to do with this uh, electric platform that Volkswagen's just now yeah. starting to show real concepts and cars that are going to be using yeah, it. Yeah, I think and, it'll really happen now. But, but it's like it the does, mid-engine Corvette, right? It's just been yeah. tease. There's been different renderings for the last 30 years, you know? But the NSX, they, they, Rebirth, the They Supra. made different announcements more recently where they were a little more firm with, like, expected dates. Uh, they like they've right. said and 2021, they made... and they I don't think they had done that really before. I called a, a dealership right. to see if I could put my name on a waiting list, and the guy did. Oh my god, hey, hey, he did laugh. Hey, oh hey Volkswagen, it's Brian again. Yeah, um. yeah. <laughs> hey guy, who doesn't give a shit about the new electric car? He only wants to sell a car that's on the lot right now. Um, hey, can I talk to you for a while? I mean, see what's going on. How do you know? You know, until you, how do you know until you ask? Right? I don't know. What you guys aren't interested. Call a dealership. It's called a dealership. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. Um, well, when so you're gonna when, when you're arrive? gonna when you're gonna put a uh, deposit on a C8, where who do you call? The dealership, you motherfuckers. Yeah, but they're but only if they're out. If they're announced that they're for that, you can put a deposit on. Dude, I read a I read a thing that Be said no, no. 2021, and that's coming up soon. If you're gonna take early deposits, uh, it's I already made a deposit laying on my fucking Tesla, so. You know, I know Cybertruck. I know you He's didn't that's, that, that's like that. That, you know that's pretty far, right? Well, yeah, because yeah, well, that's Tesla. Hey, yeah, they want your money now so they can give make people's cars that ordered it five years ago. That's how it goes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, um, so Volkswagen bus make it electric. Um, I think you're right, Nick. It will it will dom. I don't know if it'll dominate, but it'll be something. Um, and It'll, gosh, the the packaging possible with these little flat floors, dude, with a skateboard, no, yeah, no engine, fucking anywhere, and oh man, I'm I'm excited. I always wanted an electric van again, so if they can do yeah. anything even remotely close to that, I'm in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not super wild about the retro styling, but I I think I'll get used to it. I think it'll do really as, well. I think it it would be a definitely a a good and great packaging. I mean, that's like. I'm, that's like where you're really stoked on the electric cars, really. I mean, for I stuff like this, where it's like full on practicality, like they can, 
they can just have a flat floor, the whole thing, and yeah. and and they could do module seating that like moves around, and you can do they can kind of do whatever they want with this little cube, and it'll be structurally sound. I mean, super rigid. Yeah. Dude, they um, could change it. They could like make it where the rear seat is the driver's seat or something. You know, they could like. You could like do crazy shit, right? Whoa! You could like flip it where you can all of a sudden be driving it the other way or something. Flip it like and that. reverse it, yeah, yeah. And then uh, you can make a little truck like the old single cabs. Oh, that'd and, be sick! I mean, there's it's, so many you know, all-wheel drive, like built in, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, by the way, all-wheel drive for sure. I just got a warning that my phone's dying. Uh, just a heads up. I think I'm down to twenty percent. <laughs> you don't have a charger. The stupid phone. I can't charge it while I'm connected to the audio. Can you? You can't plug it in. <laughs> Your oh, phone is so fucking old. You don't have dude. a dongle. That little piece no, of shit. I know you got a new phone. I have a brand new phone. Wham! That's exactly what? the problem. They took off the separate port. That's the problem. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but you, have to, you have to have a splitter. Yeah, you have to have a splitter, a dongle. With a yeah, splitter. Apple doesn't sell, you know sell one. They say it's not cool. You can't. You're not supposed to do that. You just well, I have one and it works pretty good. Well, maybe I should Apple. go. Was, maybe uh, I should go to Best Buy right now and get one. Fuck, dude. Yeah, we're. I don't know if we'll be able to record here another episode with twenty percent. We'll try. All right. Um. Da, 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 da. All right. Two more questions. K and H Paso says, "Would you move out of California if cars manufactured before 1980 were banned from public roads? Full stop." 1990, 2000, and where would you go? So let's say, uh, let's say 90 for our use. Uh, I don't, we don't have as many people with cars before 80 in our, at least in our fleets and yeah, many cars of our we friends. Drive, right? So let's say 1990, uh, in 10 years, they pass a law that those cars can no longer be operated on roads, racetrack only, <clears throat> et cetera, et cetera. Uh, would you move, and where would you go? I, have I don't. No idea. I don't think I'd move <laughs> on both on both fronts. I think I would have a. Uh, I think I would have a little storage unit in Ashland, Oregon, mm-hmm. and I would drive up there uh, for vacation, and then jump in the car and go tool around. Okay, but by then I'm going to be 50 years old, and I'll have more time and money to do stuff like that <laughs> probably not dude I'm, um, I'm not i'm not going anywhere i think that's a that's a good solution to it but i i, I think if anything it, maybe there would be like a side benefit of simplifying options like you know we all find something in the 2010s that's worth driving and you know i think it's you'd still you could find find some car that you like we would all drive brz's and everything would be fine yeah, but then our rallies would be pretty boring. Mm-hmm. Or mean, it would be like a spec mountain racing series. Be... Can I just say, I don't even like talking about this question. I don't even like like the whole scenario we're putting in front of, putting in front of us. <laughs> and right it's now. it's probably like okay. more real okay. than we want to believe too, huh? With all the chatter. Know. No, dude. There's so many people so. that rely on old cars. I, I mean, not like, so. but not pre eighty. There's so few of those cars on the road. Anyways, that's why, why I don't even like the scenario being brought up. They're like, "Oh, it is a possibility." Like even these guys mm. say it's like, "You don't cool, want to give." You don't I don't even like it, dude. I don't. No, 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 no. I don't, no, no. I don't like it. Why would they do that? There's so few of those cars out there. It's like yeah. unnecessary banning. Yeah. Uh, unneeded. Okay. Uh, last question. 
is Planet Earth Inhabitant asks, when is the next Morning Motors? Well, I'm glad you asked, Planet Earth. Uh, this Sunday, November 8th, old Wrigley Building. We're bringing the band back together. Trying to keep it a little more uh, low-key, I guess, Lane. Is that what we would call it? And the idea being uh, yeah, that we would know fill more. in every other space in our lot. So it would be closer to 90 cars instead of 100 and well, how many spots? So 80, 80 180. Yeah, so 90 cars-ish. Um, so, yeah, Sunday, November 8th, old Wrigley Building, same spot as before. We're back. Not- Nine to eleven, you said that, right? I don't know. I was Nine to all, eleven a.m. You were all robot on me because my internet sucks right now. Oh uh, shoot! Uh, coffee will be uh, for sale. Uh, Alta Organic, and I think uh, we'll have the Pana food truck there. And so, yeah, it's back. Bring a mask. Bring a friend. Um, and try not to. S- I mean, you can share it, but uh, not looking for like huge car clubs to come. If that makes sense trying to keep it sort of lower key but you know we'll see how it goes hopefully people actually show up <laughs> we're like yeah don't exactly. tell anybody and then no one comes. <laughs> yeah three five of us <laughs> but uh yeah it should be should be good um so yeah morning motors is back it's exciting i'm stoked all right i think that's podcast we'll see you next time adios Patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Do you enjoy the DWA podcast? Give us a little love and support us on Patreon and get some awesome bonuses like a weekly exclusive Patreon podcast, exclusive stickers, koozies, and discounts on everything in our store, early access to rallies and other DWA events, and much, much more. Um, yeah. It really helps us out if you become a patron of the podcast, and we hook you up with some really cool stuff. So join us now at patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Thanks.